When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. It is Michigan week. Fox back in town. Third time in five weeks. Nebraska will be on Fox for another 2.30 game here at Memorial Stadium. Guys, lots to talk about here as we delve into this um, with Nebraska and Michigan. But um, I think, number one, we're going to find out right away this week if Nebraska is for real. Uh, Right now they lead the nation in rushing defense and they lead the nation in yards per carry allowed in defense. And they're um, number one in the Big Ten in rushing offense, and I believe six nationally in rushing offense. So those stats will get your attention. Um, now, granted, they haven't played you know, exactly any world-beating offensive units that run the ball well. Um, Colorado throws the ball well. Um, so they, they've had some matchups that against opponents. But this week they're going to be tested in both of these areas, and we're going to find out just how real, A, Nebraska's rush defense is, B, how good their running game is overall. Yeah, I'll tell you what else gets your attention is your shirt. Um, and, it, <laughs> and, it show, and it shows up magnificently. It's great on camera, Just, isn't it? It Pops. really is. Mm. That is, I mean, I feel incredibly deficient right now. One of these days we'll have shirts like that. Sometime. I don't know. <laughs> it's getting pretty late in the game for me, Rob. <laughs> I told Rob I got prime rib juice from the Shriners event on mine. Uh, <laughs> anyway, hey, Sean. That, yeah, those, Bloody Tuesday. Yeah, yeah is that what, it is Bloody it Tuesday. Is. Prime rib Tuesday. I got four interviews today. I got a show tonight. Yeah. I'm, I'm just ready to go. Look at that shirt. Did you pick that out? Um, or did Lisa? No, I got it actually Nate. I was at Gary Michaels, our buddy, okay. um, in the spring. It was from Gary My- I, I I had a derby event to go to, and I – I had this shirt to wear to a dirty All party. kidding the size of gorgeous shirt. Um, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska. I'm not downplaying those stats at all. At all. I'm not downplaying holding teams to 1.83 yards per carry. I'm not downplaying the fact Nebraska leads the, the Big Ten rushing. Because um, we, we've, we've pined for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've pined for Nebraska – being in the top 25 nationally in sacks, and they're 15 or 14, whatever they are. Um, those are the kind of stats that make a difference. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's early in the season, and stats mean more and more as the season goes on. But I'll, you know, I'll be the last guy to say, ah, they're no, they're no big deal. No, they are a big deal. It's, it, like Rule says, what Rule said on Monday is they are a step in the right direction. Yeah, and so, sure, Colorado didn't even try to run the football. Louisiana Tech hardly even tried to run the football. But guess what? Minnesota wanted to, mm-hmm. and they couldn't. Couldn't. Minnesota, who hangs their hat on a run-heavy offense, had to throw the ball to beat Nebraska. 35 times in the second half, 
44 times in the game, which was the most throws by a Gopher team since 2015. I mean, that does get your attention. Absolutely, it does. Northern Illinois wanted to run the football, and they couldn't. So that's the thing. When teams have tried to test Nebraska on the ground, they are not getting anything out of it in terms of production. So um, while you can say some teams haven't even tried, the teams that have tried couldn't. So that's that's kind of where I kind of blend. You want to talk about the schedule. Teams did try to run on Nebraska, and they couldn't do it. So now we'll see if they can hold up against – you know, arguably the biggest challenge on their schedule in that regard with Michigan. It Michigan's is. going to come at them with that two-back set right. with as good of an offensive line as there is in the country. How are they going to hold up against that? It is it is a big test, but no, but Michigan is 46 nationally rushing. I mean, they're not they're not they're not running the ball like they have the last two years. The last two years they had the nation's best offensive line. Um, I think they call it the Joe Moore Award, Sean. The Joe yes. Moore Award is the nation's best offensive line. They're, they lost their center, who was the Remington Award winner, and that's a big loss. It's been a Virginia big loss. transfer. Yeah, been a big loss. Um, Ola Timmy? Yeah, so they're not – their offense is not revved up yet. Now, maybe this is – maybe well, they're, they're pointing to this week. I don't know. I mean, their schedule, guys, let's let's call it what it is. They have, they have the best schedule of any Power 5 team in college football as far as developing a team. Bowling Green, East Carolina, UNLV, and then Rutgers, Rutgers. all four in Ann so Arbor. You, yeah, so you think the numbers would be better. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they're trying to play a lot of guys, though, and develop a be. roster because yeah. championships aren't won on the games like that. So they're no. developing, in my opinion. That could be. They're developing a team in September mm-hmm. to get ready for the stretch when they have Penn State. I mean, they have two playoff games on their schedule, Penn State and Ohio State. And they're building that team for those moments. And remember, Jim Harbaugh was gone for the first three weeks. No, he was. So he was back last week, and they beat Rutgers what thirty-one to seven. Which was it's kind of a joke that he had to be suspended. I mean, as an aside, now so that's four. They they they've played four games all at home. This will be their first road game. They're probably happy. They're probably happy to get away. I mean, that's the way it works. It'd be a long month to be at home. I mean, right. think about Nebraska. I mean, we've been all over the world. It feels like compared right. to <laughs> the teams are happy to take their best seventy-two and go. I mean, and so it'll 74. be 74. 74. Thank you, Sean. Um, so yeah, it'll be formidable. But but Michigan is not the offense that it, it was the last two years yet. Not yeah, yet. I think yet is the yeah. word because this is a team that's built to get play their best football in November, December, yeah, absolutely January, and so that's. That's where the test is now, where the, the Big Ten season is officially here for them. The, uh-huh. the, now is when they separate themselves from the rest of the conference. And, you know, unfortunately, Nebraska is going to get, uh, you know, the, the first taste of that. But, you know, again, go back to two years ago when Michigan came into Lincoln. It was a very similar circumstance. That was considered the best team in the Big Ten. They had you know, Aiden Hutchinson and all this star power all over the board. Oh, and and Nebraska should have beat them. Nebraska, Nebraska came a bad turnover late in the game away from pulling off the upset. And so that's one of those deals where, you know, on paper you can say Michigan has all these advantages whatnot, but with the way Nebraska's been playing, their strengths fit against Michigan's strengths in a lot of different ways. And it was interesting, guys, as, as we talk Michigan-Nebraska here on the Husker Online show, to hear Matt Rule just show respect to Jim Harbaugh, how much he's emulated – the style, the blueprint that, mm-hmm. that Harbaugh plays with, and even the satellite camps and going around, and, and we were with Matt Rule this summer on the road at satellite camps, and I mean, like, and he, you know, he, he said Jim Harbaugh is the guy that started. I mean, satellite camps had been around forever, but Michigan obviously took those things to another level when Harbaugh was going all over the country. They went to Greece or something, didn't Rome, he? Rome. Well, 
that that was that was just practices. Those weren't camps. Um, they, oh. they 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 oh, they they had like spring practice drills. Um, yeah, they in, went overseas. They went to South Africa. Good God! <laughs> they went to Paris. Spare no expense. They went to Rome. Yeah. Well, there there was a booster that paid for it. Oh. Um, so like interesting. Some, some booster paid for all, but just to hear Matt Rule talk about Jim Harbaugh, and I'm curious if they really know each other. Jim Harbaugh strikes me as a guy that doesn't let a lot of people close to him. I mean, he he's kind of his totally own guy. Agree. Totally agree. But it is Sean Rule. Absolutely. I mean, he said it in very pretty in pretty plain terms, that Nebraska's blueprint will be Michigan's blueprint, except except Nebraska runs some speed option. They run option. Michigan doesn't run option I know of. Um, they run a pro-style system, though, yeah. with a dual-threat guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and They could run option, by the way. You could argue McCarthy is by far the best quarterback Harbaugh's had over his run at Michigan. I mean, you think about mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think who they are. Well, I mean, Devin Gardner was he there? One of them is at Iowa right now. No, Gardner. Oh, yeah, McNamara was, uh, was there. And McNamara, yeah, and McCarthy beat out McNamara. Gardner, I think, was before. before. Yeah, he was before. But you can. I mean, they haven't had a guy like this. I like don't a, think so. I mean, McCarthy's a, a pro. And, and Jim Harbaugh thought he could be the best quarterback in Michigan history. He's scary. He's scary. He's he's the he's the type of guy that defensive coordinators absolutely don't want to see because he's a pass-first guy who can run like the wind. That's the worst-case scenario. He plays a lot. Yeah, it's the worst-case scenario for a D.C. Pass-first guy, which he is, who can run like the wind. Now, you'd rather have it the opposite. Well, and Shadour Sanders at least tested Nebraska. They have seen a really good quarterback already this year, and, and they couldn't – I mean, Shadour Sanders held the ball a long time in that game. Yeah. Um, so that, they'll be ready for this. But if Michigan runs the ball well, then – the play action becomes a factor, and that's where, that's where they make. They're their not run. loaded up at receiver. Um, I don't want to make their offense sound like it's an overwhelming challenge. It's not. They they haven't been that great this year. Um, they don't. They're not. They don't have. They're very good at tight end. They don't have great receivers. They haven't. You know, Roman Wilson's a good receiver. They have a couple other guys that are pretty good, but that's not. They're not like Ohio State in any way, shape, or form. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk offensive storylines for Nebraska. We'll get into the quarterback discussion with Jeff Sims, Heiner Carberg, talk some running back, offensive line numbers, and more. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett talking Nebraska and Michigan. Uh, this segment of the show brought to you by Caldera Lab uh, skin regimen. Gentlemen, we all know first impressions matter. Oh boy. And <laughs> if you're not taking <laughs> care of your skin, that's going to be the first thing someone notices and instantly either thinks you're way older than you are, that's simple, or you just don't care about your appearances. Show, show them that you do make a great first impression by getting on Caldera Lab. And guys, I've been using Caldera Lab for the last couple of months. It's an outstanding product. It's super easy to use. 
Um, wash your face like you are normally when you're in the shower or whatever. And then when you get out, um, you put a little thing underneath your eyes, on your face, and you're done. And it really takes great care of your skin. It's a great product. And we have a special as well for Husker Online users. Uh, we can give you 20% off right now. It's the best offer you're going to find anywhere by simply visiting calderalab.com. Use the promo code HUSKER and they'll give 20% off. That's calderalab.com, promo code HUSKER uh, to get that 20% discount on Caldera Lab skin products. Thanks again to Caldera Lab for sponsoring here on the Husker Online Show. All right, let's get in now to the discussion, guys, about the quarterback position. Um, Heiner Carberg practiced Tuesday, so I think things are in a good position there. Jeff Sims has practiced this week as well. They've got both quarterbacks available going into this game. Is it as simple as, hey, Harburg's the hot hand, he's 2-0, and we're going to roll them this week, and if things go wrong, we can go to Jeff Sims. Well, I was revealing today that Heinrich's full go, I mean, 100%. Sims is not. Mm-hmm. Um, what, In fact, Marcus Satterfield, the offensive coordinator, said he Sims is not 100% by any means. Come on, doesn't it doesn't it look like it's pointing towards Harburg again? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just that's what we should assume until someone says differently. Especially when you read the tone that Satterfield. I mean, not only did he say he's full go, like they, everyone that went up to the podium on Tuesday when the in the post practice interviews just raved about Harburg. Really? Talked about him like he's the guy, you know, and that he just carries himself with really? his confidence. And guys are rallying around him, and he looks like he's a three year starter and all this stuff. So. Either he's having that great of an impact, and if so, of course you roll with him. Or everybody is trying to like intentionally rally around him and boost him up because they know that he has to be the guy with Sims' situation. Well, he's an. I mean, he makes runs, and again, I wrote this week. He, he kind of did his own tribute to Taylor Martinez and Adrian Martinez. Um, Ooh, I like that, Sean. In the game, I mean, he yeah. he had his Martinez square moments. Yeah, um, yeah, that's where, a good point. I mean, he had those long runs. I mean, that, God, he's fast. That gets your attention. Well, he, Mm-hmm. He he was going to contend to win the hundred meters before you know COVID canceled this track. Um, then he is an early enrollee. So. Would he just won C two or the whole thing? Well, there's only C in track. I, I, he would, we would have had a chance in a lot of events in track and C. His his mother was an Oklahoma State track athlete, mm-hmm. so he he's got track. And then his dad was a Nebraska fullback. Oh, it's a really evidently it makes a hell of a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> a combo. real, it's really an appealing sight for a football fan seeing a six foot five, two hundred twenty pound guy running that fast down yeah, the burning field. DBs at the second level. He did, he did, he ran past DBs for Louisiana Tech, mm-hmm. and then Satterfield today, interestingly, said one thing he needs to work on is his conditioning. Mm-hmm. He said he makes those long runs and it's hyperventilating. Like, like Rocky, yeah, yeah. He said he was like Rocky in the eighth <laughs> round; could could barely stand up. I, it, you got the impression that Satterfield was kind of joking, but not totally joking. No, like if you go back and watch the TV broadcast, I remember during the game, I yeah. had some a buddy of mine text me saying, "Is, is Harburg hurt? Like, it looks like he's got a rib injury." We were seeing that right. He was grimacing and breathing really hard, and apparently, that's just him getting winded. And that's so, what that was. You want him running the ball twenty times a game? Yeah, that that condition. When you're that big, though, it's hard to run. I wonder how much of it is nerves too. Too. like the adrenaline the moment yeah yeah i mean just just like the amount of that the whole scene not just the fact that you're running 75 yards just the whole but the thing. crowd yeah. and that whole thing like how much of that is adding to oh, a lot the the shortness of breath the okay. excitement right yeah but uh, yeah he's now listen he's only he's only turned it over once right in two games 
Sims 6. You can keep He's going come back close. to that. Yes. Yeah, he does. I know you always point that out. He has. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, he has. He <laughs> has. But Luckily, okay. people fell on his fumbles, whereas yeah. they did not fall on Jeff Sims' fumbles. And you know, just thinking about where this kid was at a year ago, guys. I mean, just, yeah. I mean, think about Mark Whipple basically telling him not to even go to quarterback meetings to now he's starting at Nebraska. That's and he's pretty- doing a good job. I mean, they, they could have used this type of quarterback play a year ago when Casey Thompson got hurt. Yeah, that's pretty poor. It's pretty poor. Now, and then you have to, gosh, I mean, now that we're talking about it, I've been sort of, I guess, critical of, of Rule and Satterfield to a certain extent on, on their selection of Sims. Well, if you're going to do that, you also have to acknowledge they, they, they went to Harburg and said, we like what you have. All right. And he From was, the day one. Right. He was we, thinking about if he needed to go somewhere else. Like, he admitted. Oh, like, no, I'm, he definitely did. I wrote that in Tunnel Talk mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. He felt out. The transfer portal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know one place in particular he wanted to go, but that he um, no no they went to him. Give Satterfield and and uh, Rule a lot of credit. They said you're a quarterback, and look at look what's happened. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show as we talk offensive storylines, guys. We know Anthony Grant's the man at running back. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got to get him 20 quality touches a game. I think the bigger question is what's the number two? Is there a number two? And this week's soup special appears to be Joshua Fleeks. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Um, I'm sure he appreciates that. <laughs> running back du jour. <laughs> they, uh, they had Emmett Johnson. I mean, yeah. But Joshua Fleeks, who played running back in high school. A little. In, well, at Cedar, at Cedar Hill in Texas. Yeah, I was looking at his numbers. They look more like receiver. Like he played both. I just know the film that I broke down of him at my events from high school. He was playing running back? He was playing running back. And he played for Joey McGuire back then. Then he played receiver at Baylor. He had 27 carries. He's as extremely a gifted athletically, um, but he just hasn't had any opportunities. Mm-hmm. Well, he had opportunities at Baylor, but he was a receiver at Baylor. I mean, he had 49 catches or something like that at Baylor, and, and he rushed the ball, like I say, 27 or 28 times. So he's played the position. He obviously moved there after – well, I mean, it's been kind of quiet till today, but, but Fleeks moved to running back after Irvin – and Romare Johnson went down September 16th against Northern Illinois. I don't know. I don't know where he stands. Although Satterfield said today he's coming on. Mm-hmm. He said those words, he's coming on. And you got to remember, too, that when they started fall camp, he got sent home because he was out of shape. Out, he, he wasn't allowed to report yeah. for the first Overweight. two days. Yeah. And so, like, he's had to be play catch-up here. So maybe now he's finally into the form where they expected he would be. And now he's, you know, coincidentally <laughs> moved himself into a conversation to be in the running back rotation. Yeah, he's six, He's listed at 6'1", And if you see his body type, he always has looked more like a running back to me. I mean, is from the moment I saw him, I thought, man, he looks like a running back. Is he more of a third down kind of yeah. receiving type back off? See the new Ramir? I don't know. That's Emmett. That's Emmett. I mean, they, they say that about Emmett Johnson. I don't know. That's... Here's what I here's what I'll tell you. The pass protection. Part. Here's what yeah. Here's what I'll tell you against Michigan. It's a grown man game. Uh-huh. Okay, Anthony Grant's 24. Josh Fleeks is probably 24, maybe yeah. 25. Six year guy. Six year guy. I mean, it makes sense from that standpoint. Running Emmett Johnson into Michigan's defense, I would not be overly com- Comfortable or Quentin Knives, yeah, or Quentin Knives. I'm just saying they're just kids, mm-hmm. okay. Now maybe Emmett Johnson will get in and run 15 times for 85 yards. 
I'd, I'd fall off my chair if that happens. And that's where the, the I go back to the pass protection thing. That is such a critical part in a game like this against a pass rush like Michigan's oh, against with an offensive line in Nebraska 100. that has struggled with 100. its pass protection, especially oh. on the edges. You need oh, a guy man. that knows what he's doing oh, God, and yeah. how to identify blitzes. And I would oh, you'll much, get your quarterback I'd feel, killed. I'd feel a lot more comfortable with a six-year player that yeah. you know no know, knows football as well as anybody on that offense rather than a true freshman or second year player yeah and we haven't we are we're kind of up against it here guys but we we haven't even talked about the o-line i mean in terms of run blocking that was their highest graded out game as run blocker since the 2016 season opener against fresno state wow uh, so that group has done an outstanding job with run blocking um pass blocking still questions i mean i think that's the liability and they've built this offense um around a way to protect those guys, run more option plays, play actions, mm-hmm. different ways. Because traditional three, five-step drop pass plays, not a recipe um, here as we wrap up the discussion here. Well, I, I don't know. I You have to evaluate the film, which I don't. How much of that was pressure that was that Louisiana Tech was bringing early? Were they outnumbered? Was there, were there breakdowns at the running back position and pass protection? I don't want to hang it all on those guys switching the conversation to the run game. When you run for 312, somebody did something right up front, yeah, right? No doubt. I mean, they ran for 312, could have got 400. And with the three sacks they gave up, rule noted that a couple of those were in Harburg because it was an RPO and he didn't hand the ball off. So See, he, there got, you go. he kept the ball and then just got it like basically ran himself into a sack. See, there you go. That's a good point. So it's not all on the O line. No. Bryce Benhart right now, the number one graded out lineman on this team, he's allowed just one sack mm. this year. He has not been penalized. Wow. Uh, heading into the year, um, he had given up, you know, several sacks, and he—I mean, he'd been one of the bigger lives. So Bryce Benhart, really one of the better stories that's emerged on this improved offensive line we've seen here through four games. But uh, when we come back, we got to shift the discussion over to the defense. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett, getting you ready for Saturday's 2.30 Nebraska-Michigan game on Fox as the Huskers and Wolverines will play in Memorial Stadium for the first time since 2021 when that game went down to the wire. Um, But before we get into the defensive discussion, this segment, Brought to you by Bauer Infrastructure. Bauer Underground is helping shape Nebraska's infrastructure future and is looking for new members to join the team with open positions for laborers, equipment operators, aerial linemen, and foremen. Bauer Underground is searching for the best in construction. Visit BauerUnderground.com to learn more about career opportunities and industry-leading benefits, including competitive pay, employee-paid health insurance, uh, dental, disability, vision, life insurance, 401k match, new top-of-the-line equipment, and a clothing allowance. No experience in underground utility instruction? No problem. Bauer will train the right people in the field, giving you the hands-on experience that you'll need to build a long and rewarding career. Want to learn more? Visit Bauer Underground on Facebook to view testimonials from current Bauer teammates, hear about their experiences, the company culture, and the importance of their work. Bauer Underground is family-owned with crews and work sites across Nebraska. Wherever you live, Bauer has an opportunity for you. For more information, like Bauer Underground on Facebook or visit BauerUnderground.com. Come start your new career today. Thanks again to Bauer Underground for sponsoring the Husker online show, guys. But let's get into the uh, defensive discussion here for Nebraska um, because this is going to be a real test. 
will, will this, I mean, this will be the real, I mean, Minnesota wanted to run the ball, but Michigan wants to really run the ball. And they're, they're going to be stubborn about oh, yeah. it. And, this is a lot better at Minnesota. And you know they see those stats that Nebraska has, and they and they they want to they want to stick it to Nebraska. Oh, absolutely! No, you're right. this is better, Minnesota. There's no doubt about that. Not even debate. Again, the numbers aren't worth. We, we we covered that. We don't have to go into it again. But you're right. They'll come in with the mindset of we're, they're going to see a lot of Blake Corum. They'll probably see a lot. Nebraska will see a lot of Blake Corum. They'll probably see some Donovan Edwards, um, and McCarthy's scary. Mm-hmm. As a runner, he's scary as a runner. So yeah, this is a. But I like. I mean, I like Nebraska against the run. I mean, I, I've, I've I haven't seen anything that to me would suggest that they're in trouble here. Yeah. Reimer's injury. Something we got to watch. Luke Reimer. We don't know his status. Evidently, it might be a concussion protocol. Oh really? Mm. You heard that? Well, his pads were t- the way he took his pads okay. off and, and things. I mean, that makes that sense. was you know the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, the way he was on the sideline. So, yeah. huh? So those are always just, tricky. Yeah, yeah, because you never know. So obviously, having a guy like that who could be one of the top three tacklers in program history in a game like this would be significant. But either way, I agree with you, Sip. Like I know that Michigan is going to come and like try to establish physicality from the jump, but. Nebraska's defense has handled that pretty well. They've been the aggressors in almost yep. every game they've played yeah. defensively, especially in that front seven. And what's really helped them is the amount they've been able to rotate when they've got those oh, hockey yeah. lines coming in. Yep. Every player that you ask about that says that, you know, Blaze Gunderson on Tuesday was talking about how he, he feels so fresh in games that by the fourth quarter he feels just as um, full of energy as he does on play one. So, like, that I think is a big part of this to where – in previous years, you had your top-end guys and nobody else. Now you have lines that you can move oh, in, huge. and that's going to keep guys fresh to where the way Michigan plays is just the way Nebraska wants to play, where they dominate the fourth quarter. Well, that's going to be a lot harder against a defense that plays that many guys who are all effective. Now, now you remember last year, guys, Michigan shoved Nebraska around. They did. Now, it's a different crew, though, now. Nebraska has a different crew of guys. They have a Huttmacher who's playing much better mm-hmm. Much better. Now Now you've added Cameron Lenhart, and Cameron Lenhart's healthy. We should mention that. Tony White slid that in to the conversation Tuesday. The defensive coordinator said, yeah, Lenhart's fine. Ooh, that's big. Well, it's it was a different game back. last year. It was cold. It was late November. I mean, the season was basically over. For we were staying out point. by the Detroit airport. It was just a rougher, more rugged day where this is going to be a beautiful day Saturday. It's going to be hot. Um, yeah. You know, this <laughs> – and Michigan was better up front. I mean, Michigan, Michigan was, better was up front built for that day. They yeah. were built to play exactly. on a snowy, ugly November game. But the, the, the thing in my mind that stands out, and I went back and read the column, was Nebraska getting shoved back five, six, seven yards mm-hmm. fairly regularly late in the game. Yeah. And Bush, you know, Bill Bush was a defensive coordinator. He'd fully back that. They, they just got shoved around at the line of scrimmage. I don't see that happening this year, in part because Nebraska's better, but in part because Michigan's not as good up front. They haven't been as good. They missed, I'm telling you, they missed that center a lot. He's making, you know, he made all the calls. Um, he was, he got a lot done in the middle, and they're not, they don't have that. He was the Remington and the Outland winner. Hello. He stayed in. Hello. He stayed in Nebraska for a full week for both awards days. Hello, hello. Now that's a big loss. So, but I don't anticipate Nebraska getting shoved around like that. I don't think they will. And. You know, they bring in guys. Now, Reimer is a, is a huge injury, but guys, they have guys there. I mean, mm-hmm. Bullock played 48 snaps last week, played well. 
Javin Wright has has really become wow. a, a major factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nick Henrich is playing well. Bayer? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, Makai Gaber. I mean, those guys are all good players. Did I say it right? G silent. G silent. Let's let's just keep the streak of simple names going here. Makai Bayer. Bayer. Okay. Like the aspirin. Yeah, yeah. Like I need. He inflicts so much pain in you. You need a bear after you run into Makai. <laughs> all right, that shirt's really got you going, Sean. <laughs> but yeah, it's a. Uh, Hey, listen, we're talking about their front seven or the front – yeah, front seven or front six, and I still believe the strength of the units in the back end. Yeah. Now, Omar Brown. Omar Brown and Singleton are really good safeties now. And, and they're, they're both, men. And they're both good in run support. That, that's another thing that helps. I mean, Hartstug's like the only young guy in the secondary. Everyone else is like an older fourth, fifth, sixth-year player. A bunch of old heads. Mm-hmm. They are. One, One thing Newsom's to keep in man. mind, too – when you talk about how important it is for Nebraska to stop the run, is they better be careful because Michigan's going to beat you, beat you, beat you, and they're going to hit you over the top with a deep pass. If you look at you look at the way that they've thrown the ball. They've uh, I'm just looking at uh, our behind enemy lines breakdown, and JJ McCarthy went on throws of 20 yards or more is thrown for 236 yards and four touchdowns. How how often is that the tight end? Um, doesn't say that, but. Almost 26% of his passing yards are on deep shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go. And you know who he's going to? Roman Wilson. Roman Wilson. He's got 15 catches and six touchdowns, averaging almost 18 yards a catch. Roman Wilson. So that's what you got to – you can be aggressive and play the run and get those safeties creeping up, but when they do the play action, especially with a quarterback that's athletic enough to buy time and extend and he, plays, and pass it. you got to be careful. Oh, well, yeah. And, and the tight end is a huge factor. They're tight ends. The cr- if the defense plays well in this game, guys, the crowd could be a real factor too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and this team has Michigan has not faced crowd. No, like they 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 this defense needs to make Memorial Stadium a factor, like it was. I mean, you go back to that night game in 2021 when Michigan came here. That was one of the most electric stages. It was incredible. And and it was that night was incredible. Just say what it was. It was. What I always say about it is if you were just a guy tuning in from Albuquerque and you were watching that game, you would never guess that Nebraska is a struggling program. They were a 3-9 team. Yeah, 3-9 team. You would never guess that their coach was on the hot seat. Cause the, the, the stadium was incredible. They're, they're trading blows with Michigan. And somebody would have to say to the guy, hey, honey, I mean, they're, they're – this that Nebraska program's really struggling. And then the light You'd show. You'd be like, what? Remember the light show really? when both teams came out yeah. to midfield? It was like a boxing match almost. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, One of the most hope, memorable games I've ever we seen. We hope we can get a game like that here Saturday oh, yeah. um, here in Lincoln. But when we come back, Abby Barmore will join the show. We'll take your questions in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett, Abby Barmore joining us here for the mailbag. But before we get to that, this segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by CHI Health. September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month this year. It's estimated that over 288,000 men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer and over 34,000 men will die from the disease. September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, and I want to remind you to talk to your healthcare provider about when to begin prostate cancer screenings. Men age 50 and older should talk with their healthcare provider and when to begin screenings. Finding prostate cancer early makes treatment easier. If you don't have a provider, 
Visit chihealth.com to find a provider in a CHI Health clinic near you. Once again, thanks again to CHI Health for sponsoring us here on the Husker Online Show. All right, Abby, um, time for the mailbag. Where are we starting off this week at? Through Nebraska's first four games, who is your offensive and defensive MVPs? (laughs) Offensive MVP, (laughs) probably Heiner Karberg because he's 2-0. It's easy. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't want to overcomplicate it. That's my first choice, probably. I mean, what else could you go with? Like, you can't really – Fedoni – Can't go with Fedoni. He hasn't done enough. No, and it's all because of Harburg. Right. He's He's been fine. Fedoni's been good. What, what, Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, no receivers, no tight ends. Maybe Grant. Maybe Ben Hart. I mean, you can – Ben Hart. It's hard. Ben Hart's not a terrible choice. Um, It's really – you know what? I don't know what it's – I don't know if it's a great commentary that we can't just pick somebody. <laughs> um, it's got to be Harburg. I don't think it can be Grant because he he. No, he's got I mean, one he cost game. him. Yeah, he yeah. cost him a he game. Lost. Yeah. Defensively, I mean, I think Nash Hutmacher deserves some discussion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, not. I mean, all the linebackers have had their moments. It's hard to say. Like Javin Wright or Bayer or Reimer, like one has been the best. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's yeah. got to be Hutmacher. And Deshaun Singleton, I think, could be discussed. He would probably be number two. I think it's Hutmacher, but it's – now, on the defensive side, the fact you can't pick one is diff- – it's better. It's good for a different kind of reason than the offense. They've been – they've had a lot of guys play well on that side. You know, Omar Brown could be the guy, too. Omar Brown, by the way, played every snap of the game against – every defensive snap mm-hmm. against Louisiana Tech. That's 66 snaps. They obviously feel extraordinarily comfortable with him. They're hardly rotating on the back end at all. They didn't in this game. Like Tommy Hill had 16 snaps, and he was the only defender to play more than 10 that entire game Hmm. outside of the starting five in the secondary. Tommy Hill could become the MVP if he he starts getting some balls caught here. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really – They're trying. They love his speed. I was kind of taken back when they said he almost ran that kickoff back. The one that he fumbled would have been a touchdown. He had a lane. He had a lane, um, but uh, I think the defense, it's hard to pick one guy because they have a lot of guys playing well. They have a lot of guys playing well. Who's the MVP of the volleyball team, Abby? Yeah, who is that, Abby? Oh. Seriously, come on. I got to go Bergen-Riley because nothing works if you don't have a good setter, mm. and she's made her hitters look very, very True well. freshman? Yeah. Yes, true freshman setter. Um, she was this week. She was the Big Ten freshman of the week. And the setter of the week. So mm. she's finally getting some recognition. Mm. We're getting Ab- Abby wants to go to Tampa, guys. That's where the Final Four is at. So. <laughs> Florida Sip- in December sounds Sipple pretty good. Sipple wants to go to Tampa, too. I I'd definitely go, yeah. I would definitely <laughs> go. I might let you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you carry got your, next? I'll carry your bag. <laughs> okay, our next one. Which quarterback do you think is going to start on Saturday, and do you think he'll play the entire game? Harburg, oh. and ideally he should. I mean, unless – Unless it's just not working and they have to try something else. But it should be Harburg the whole way, guys, right? Yeah. I mean, I would be surprised at this point if it's not Harburg the starter. And against Michigan, you don't want to be playing games, rotating guys in and out um, if you, if, unless you have to. So I think it's going to be Harburg and Harburg for pretty much the entire game, if not all of it. Isn't this interesting? It's kind of happened organically. It looks like Harburg is, <laughs> at least in our, on our podcast, mm-hmm. has won the job. It'd be an upset if it wasn't Harburg starting this game, yeah. right? I mean, I think you would just have to really falter in practice this week for that to happen. I mean, he would just have to have 
two horrible practices Wednesday, Thursday. Or just get in trouble or something. Or get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. do something wrong. Yeah, just yeah, something would have to go awry. All right, what do you got next? Okay. If if Luke Reimer doesn't play this week, who does Nebraska turn to and is there a big drop off? No, we kind of covered that, and I don't think there would be. Now, who who would it be? I mean, would you would it would be Bullock and who else? Henrich Bullock, Henrich, and then and then Javin, Javin, Javin Wright, those Javin three Wright. guys, yeah. and then can Bayer play both spots? I mean, he yeah, plays he's, he's played all three. So Bayer's got versatility, they real got, versatility. They got Borders, they got Sherman. I mean, they they have a lot of people at these spots now. Yep. I mean, I I you know I think a year ago you'd say Reimer being out. Oh my gosh, how do they overcome this? But I think now I you're know. like. You don't feel as bad about not having him if he's out. You know what? We don't do it enough. We don't. I don't. I feel like we always we're just quick to when Nebraska's struggling, say, "Man, they don't develop enough players." But all we're when we're talking about this stuff, what we're talking about is players who've developed. Javin Wright obviously has developed in the program. Bullock clearly has developed. I would say Henrik has has developed. He. Henrik's playing really good football coming off a major knee injury. And I, I don't know how he's moving so well. I'd like to talk to whoever did his rehab. I mean, they they he rehabbed at a super high level. And whatever they're doing from a strength and conditioning thing, I mean, it's working for some of these guys. They they look seems to guys are moving better. Yeah, I mean that's the that's what I look at. How well are they moving? They're really moving like, well. I have not seen one game where I'm like I turn to Robin and say, God, they look slow. No, they don't look slow. No. You know, when they run those, cr- when, you, when opposing teams would kind of run those crosses and your linebacker would just be like <laughs> yep. trying to like chase the running back. I mean, there are many of those moments. No, I mean, you don't see a lot and, of that. And, and it could be schematics, too. The scheme they're running um, just does a good job. Tony White's done a really yeah. good job just, with this defense. Tony White's probably I mean, not saying this, but like he's not thinking this, but like if they played well against Michigan and made it interesting with his defense, I mean, his name's going to be on a lot more radars. Yeah. yeah. No doubt about it. And the fact that he's got guys feeling so confident they're playing at such a fast level right now. He he pointed that singleton tackle against Louisiana Tech where he just eight yards out, just bullets through the line and makes a huge hit, got recognized by you know national football guys. I mean, that was a play where he saw the play from eight yards back before the like right as the ball carrier is getting the ball and just made, made an instinctual play. Mm-hmm. You don't make those kinds of plays if you're not confident in what you're doing. Right, and yeah. so not only do guys know what they're supposed to do, they know how to do it. Yeah. I think that's a huge difference between previous defenses and this one. All right, we got time for two quick ones, Abby. What do you got? Okay, what does Nebraska need to do to jumpstart this offense? I just think if they could find something down the field in the passing game. And, okay. and that I believe – that's why Rule started Tommy Hill and Malachi Coleman. Absolutely. He's trying to get burners Absolutely. to loosen up yep. defenses. 100% sure. And he's going to be stubborn about it. I think he's going to keep trying to force Tommy Hill and Malachi Coleman in there because Bullock, Kemp, and Washington cannot burn defenses. They need a burner. Yeah. yeah. They lost their burner in Xavier Betts, and they've been struggling to – to kind of replace that sense. I mean, I don't know what Betts would have done. I, I mean, I don't want to act like – I don't want to act like he's done anything major. He's done enough that convinced me that he could be that guy, like a Trey Palmer, Samari, Ture. You just got to wonder, what, like, at what point does Jalen Lloyd factor in? Yeah, uh, uh, he's I mean, a talk factor. about a burner. Yeah. It's like Olympic track-level speed right there. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. played – now, he didn't show up on the pro football focus thing he, that I had. He but for he, sure played. He got, like, one snap, yeah. right? I mean – Played against Minnesota, 
I don't think he did not get in against Colorado. Don't know about Northern Illinois. It just feels like that's going to be kept at four games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Malachi's over it now. I mean, Malachi's okay. played in them all. So. But, Sean, you're 100% right. They started Tommy Hill and Malachi Coleman for downfield threat. Just It would really help if they could hit one of those guys. It doesn't have to be a shot either. To make those safeties think, yeah. like, hey, I can't cheat the run right? because these burners are going to run by me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all right, final question, Abby Barmore. Okay, so let's say maybe it's your birthday or a special occasion, but if you could go to any restaurant in the USA, free of charge, you don't have to worry about travel, where would you go? All right, I'm, I'm going to throw one out here. And Robin, I told you about this place. Um, if we ever went to the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, but you got to make a reservation, I guess, months in advance. The Golden Steer in Las Vegas. That sounds interesting. It's a, um, I mean, it's a renowned Vegas steakhouse restaurant, former mob. Ooh. Hey, like, it's got a lot of history. And Megan's okay. going to, look, here, here it is. Was here, it featured in Casino by any chance? It might have been. I mean, <laughs> but make, um, They've got really good seafood there, too. I mean, you'd almost have to decide if you want to get, like, seafood or the steak there. Uh, but the Golden Steer in Las Vegas has been kind of one staple that I'd like to check out in my – and I don't, I don't know. I don't have a Vegas trip on the horizon. You could wear that outfit just with some boots, and it'd be perfect. <laughs> I'd say some nice, like, snakeskin boots. Yeah, got to be snakeskin. Yeah. I mean, Sean's not going to wear cheap boots. The Golden Steer. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Rob. All right, so there was a place <laughs> when elaborate. back when I didn't have kids and could travel. Uh, we went to Italy. And, oh, we went to Italy. Yeah, and went to uh, Florence. Okay. Um, and we went to this restaurant mm. called Osteria Vecchio. Ooh. And it was some of the most amazing food I've ever had in my life. We went there twice, two nights, because it was so good. We had to come back the next day. I mean, like, in my mind, when I was picturing what real Italian pasta and all that stuff was going to taste like, that's what it was. So if I could go back, take me there every day of the week. And Steve Sipple, El Toro, yeah. Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, I, yeah, I that's mean, where I was going. Like, you were going to really yeah. say El Toro? Yeah, the best margaritas I've ever had. It's really not even close. <laughs> if Nebraska ever makes, like, if they made it to Indy this year, which it's, I mean, out of, I mean, it's, nothing's off the table right now, but. We, we will do a show from El Toro. Oh, my God, Absolutely. Sean. Live. They may not even Live. want us to. Yeah. look, the El Toro. Kind of ruined their vibe if well, we did well, they, they might, I mean, they may, like, you know, we don't need you here. Yeah. We, we got enough they going might. on. Yeah. It'll be great until they bring out that snare drum and play <laughs> Happy Birthday song. Happy Birthday song. It's definitely part of it. an Instagram restaurant. They really treat birthday people good, so that's part of it. And, you know, it's good Mexican. I like Mexican. Now, here's the thing, though. You guys, you know I like Mexican, but I was – there was steak places bouncing around in my head, too. I mean, and you guys have taken me some great steak places so far this year. So St. Elmo's would be – I like the steak at St. Elmo's. I think about St. Hey, in Madison, we'll, we're going to go to the Tornado Room. Mm. Okay. Is that good steak? Yeah, we just got to figure out our tra- – we're, we're not staying downtown out there, so we got to figure out our transportation situation. <laughs> well, we'll figure okay. it out. We'll get Barry Alvarez to help us. Yeah, call your boy. We could, <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll right right off the Capitol building in Ma- Madison. Great place. Okay, where's yours, Abby? Where are you going? Uh, Come I on, really Abby. don't know. I'm Abby. not as traveled as you guys. I don't have cheesecake factory. Sips at El Toro. <laughs> yeah, well, let's not make it too yeah. tough. Um, 
Well, if I could go back in time, I would go to La Paloma because that was my favorite place ever. La yeah. Paloma. Yeah, That's a and throwback. they closed it. I'm so upset. Nice. So if you're hearing this, please bring it back. Thank you. <laughs> hey, did they, they, they close down? Yeah. Okay. Bummer. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Abby. Welcome. All right. When we come <laughs> back, we'll close the show with some Big Ten talk. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Watchett. This segment of the program, Steve Sipple, brought to you by our good friends at... Uh, Sean, Larson Motors. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go for a new experience at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Okay, Nebraska City. Larson Motors is one of the Midwest's only dealerships with all the major brands in one location. Finding your Chevrolet, GMC, Hummer, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram has never been easier. So start your new experience today at LarsonMotorGroup.com. That's Larson with an O, MotorGroup.com, or at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors, real people, real deals. All right, guys, let's get into the Big Ten games from last week. Michigan took down Rutgers 31-7. to Illinois got a scare from a Casey Thompson-list Florida Atlantic team, uh, 23-17. They pulled out that win in Champaign. Um, they're, a, they're a shaky 2-2. Two two. Um, they, they, e- they could easily be 0-4. They are shaky. Um, Nebraska, obviously, a 28-14 winner. Maryland takes down the Mel Tucker-less Michigan State Spartans, 31-9 in East Lansing. Um, and then Indiana edges out Akron, a one and three Akron team, by the way, 29-27. Um, the Penn, Penn State over Iowa, 31-0. I think we'll probably get into that. There's two games that we want to hit on, actually a few here. Northwestern knocks off Minnesota, 37-34. Gophers blew a big lead in that game. Uh, then Ohio State edges out Notre Dame, 17-14, and almost a de facto like playoff game uh, for both those programs in a lot of respects. And then Wisconsin uh, beats Purdue on Friday night, 38-17. Um, simple, which one do you want to hit on here? Oh, I'd go to Iowa-Penn State. Iowa had 76 yards of total offense. And like three first downs or four? Four first downs, um, 76 yards of total offense. Now, they're without their leading receiver injured and two two of their top three running backs injured, injured. Still, wow. I mean, that's all you could get, 76 yards. Um, the other one would be Ohio State Notre Dame. We watched that up here, didn't we? If, if the it ending, like yeah, years ago. But the interesting that Notre Dame. I mean, I'll tell you one thing about that game that's that it's il- il- illustrative, illustrative of the fact that coaching matters, particularly late in games. Notre Dame, ten men on the field for the final two plays. Okay, it wasn't just that though. They they made a lot of errors. Down the stretch, coaching airs, and it cost them. Well, I was listening to Mad Dog Russo. Chris Russo okay. was interviewing um, Gary Danielson, and he said, a situation like that, there's always somebody on these staffs, their job is to head count and have numbers. And he goes, more than likely what happened is a younger coach was just so caught up and excited in the moment and didn't do what his only job was. Didn't do. count. And Notre Dame and, wasn't gap sound. Oh, and Freeman I, took the fall for it. Yeah, I mean, he did. Well, as he a head coach to, should. He asked. But yeah. somebody obviously, that's there's somebody whose job is the head count. Ohio State had the ball to one, right? Mm-hmm. And you could look. If you go back and look, Notre Dame wasn't gap sound. They ran the ball, touchdown. That's it. 
not good. Uh, that, now, I'm going to tell you something. That haunts you forever as a coach. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's a loss Especially that haunts you. Like that doesn't that, go away. With that opportunity to yeah. have that happen for two yeah. plays. I mean, you will see kids on that team 25 years from now, and they'll think about that. Yeah, the, the Minnesota game was startling to me in the sense yeah. that not only did they lose in overtime to Northwestern, at one point they were up 31-10. to 10 and had a 99.5% chance of victory, end up losing that game. If you're Nebraska and you're watching that game, it's, it just adds even further salt to that <laughs> wound of that is a game Nebraska should have won, and they should have won convincingly. Guys, Minnesota may not get the six wins. I know. I mean, they, they have to play Michigan and Ohio State still. Mm-hmm. They're 2-2. Two and two. By the way, those probability numbers are always funny to me. Like, who comes up with those, no, and how do they do it? I think it? Nebraska has found like a way to come out break of the formula every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, oh, yeah. It's the funniest stat ever. Like, how do you arrive at it, and where does it come from? <laughs> uh, um, and once again, the West guys, I mean, I mean, Nebraska's going to be in a lot of these games. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, they should be. All right, and then this week's games, we've got – Penn State at Northwestern, the Nittany Lions are a 27-point favorite in Evanston. Uh, Minnesota, only an 11-point favorite against Louisiana. That's a home game for the Gophers, hmm. uh, but Louisiana's coming in 3-1. and one. Hmm. I mean, that, that's, I'm, I'm going to watch that one. Illinois-Purdue is a pick em Yeah, that's makes West sense. Lafayette. That makes sense. Indiana-Maryland. Maryland, 4-0, could be 5-0. Yeah, how about that? Um, and they were kind of the same way last year. I mean, uh, how about Maryland's fourth best team in the Big Ten right now? Can, I, can, can you name me the four? Who would be better than them at four? You are, I mean, oh, you, you gotta say, say Wisconsin? like a Wisconsin, but you're no, right. I don't think so. But Maryland four zero, uh, Indiana two touchdown favorite. Nebraska now eighteen point dog to Michigan. It's gone up at one point. Rutgers will host Wagner, so Rutgers will be four and one after this weekend if they beat Wagner. Oh, look at their schedule, Sean. They're they're going to be. Six and six and two or seven and one Rutgers, they got a they got a great schedule ahead. Mm-hmm. And then Michigan State at Iowa, um, mm-hmm. so a twelve and a half point spread for the Hawkeyes. But how will they bounce back? Good question. From that beating, and, but they're getting Michigan State at the right time. Well, they're getting Michigan State at the right time in part because Michigan State's got quarterback problems. Uh, no one can. They got a lot of problems. Yeah, say. <laughs> <laughs> to name a few. Yeah, that, that'd be probably about seventh on the <laughs> That's list. Probably but, their best problem, <laughs> right? But they're not. Noah Kim is not settled in as that starter very well. Um, they they went to the backup. I don't know what they'll do against Iowa. I don't know what other games are intriguing. Than the Illinois Purdue game, yeah, to an extent per, yeah. for West Division purposes. Sure. Like this is a big one for Illinois. You talk about how they're a handful of plays away from being one and three, oh and four. Like this is a game that they're they're coming in as underdogs, right? Or is it a pick 'em? Um it's a pick 'em. Yeah, mine okay. says minus one Purdue, but either way, I mean that's that's a toss up game in your division. And if Illinois is gonna have any chance at bouncing back, this is a must win game. It's a them. big win for or it's a big game for Purdue too. Mm-hmm. Purdue's 0 and three at home, Rob. Yeah, they're trying to save their season. It's yeah. a they're um, big, three on their home field right now. It's a big BTN Peacock weekend though. There's not a lot of marquee <laughs> matchups. I mean you, you've got the Michigan State and Iowa's on NBC. All right. I mean, man, the, the Big Ten's just like, we really need these four West Coast teams so we have some quality. I mean, because Michigan State, Iowa, that should not be on NBC. No, no unless you expose the nation to elite punting. Well, in Nebraska, Michigan, <laughs> is, that's the game of the week by far in the conference. Not even close. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. So looking That's forward good. to it, boys. Let's um let's get after it, and we'll be back on fr- um, Thursday with Huskerland headlines. So make sure you join Sip and I for that. Uh, make sure you check out huskerland.com. Plenty of great coverage as we get you ready for Saturday's game with Nebraska and Michigan for Steve Sipple, Abby Barmore, Robin Washett. I'm Sean Callahan. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.